All right. Well, it's Thursday. And as everyone already knows, unless you've edited that out, uh, it's the Marcus Point Podcast. It is the Marcus Point Podcast. Or Marcus Point Baptist Church Podcast. It's the podcast for the church, not the entire subdivision around the church. I I, I frequently think how much we need to clarify that. Yes. And and what what we do. But um, it is the Marcus Point Baptist Church Podcast. And Mm -hmm. it's Thursday, 2022. um, June 30th. June 30th. Right, about to be July. Yep, and uh, it's gonna start getting hot here soon. <laughs> Josh, it's so hot outside. I melt when I go from my car to my office. Today's been nice because it's been rainy. Yep, rainy, stormy. We were just talking about how comforting that is yes. sometimes for it to be uh, stormy outside. Makes you want to sleep. It certainly does. It certainly helps. That's for sure. But we're not, we're not gonna take a nap yet. We're gonna we're gonna. Uh, have a podcast, which we're glad to be here um, with Josh and Destry, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about our statement of faith. So, yeah, for the uh, past couple of weeks, we've been going through this series uh, talking about the different statement uh, uh, points in the statement of faith. Uh, Marcus Point Baptist Church um, uses as their 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 guideposts, so to speak. Right, and the first one today that uh, we're going to talk well the one we're talking about today is the first one which is uh we believe the whole bible from genesis 1 1 to revelation 22 21 as a as the verbally inspired and infallible word of god mm-hmm. now <clears throat> to clarify though um when we use verse references like chapter 1 verse 1 and 22 verse 21 we have to realize that the verse numbers aren't part of the verbally inspired infallible word of God. Those were put there for us so that we can easily find our way through it and catalog it and right. things like that. So mm-hmm. a very welcome addition, but it is important to keep in mind that it is man-made addition. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes that can uh, lead to some faulty conclusions. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in, in gun club uh, on Wednesday nights, we're going through a series in Hebrews right. and, uh, the ideas from the previous chapter keep going in the next chapter, but sometimes we get bound by those chapter That's divisions. That's true. It's a very good and point. And we think, oh, new chapter, new idea. New thought process. You know, it's, it's something that we can take out of the book of Hebrews mm-hmm. in isolation and just analyze it by itself. Right. And the Bible wasn't written that way. Mm-hmm. That was something that we put so, in. So right. getting back to this uh, point in the statement of faith that we believe the whole Bible uh, as the verbally inspired and infallible word of God. So, so what we mean by verbally inspired is these weren't, uh, you know, verses, these weren't scriptures that were written um, by people that sort of got an, got a, got an impression of what kind of idea God wanted to convey. And then they filled in all the, um, filled in all the words for it. Mm-hmm. No, this was something that God verbally gave them. So uh, oftentimes when you hear me uh, refer to scripture, I'll say, um, you know, like when Paul penned the words of, uh, of Romans, and I right. say that for a reason because, uh, you know, we often confuse authorship with being the one who originated that content. And mm. uh, scripture wasn't Paul coming up with a new idea himself that he documented, or even coming up with something that uh, God sort of inspired him to say. Mm. God gave him the words to write, and he wrote those down because it is the it is the word of God. Interesting. And, uh, Interesting. And and since it is the word of God, since God is infallible, His word is infallible. If this were the words of man, we couldn't say that it's infallible, right? Because you can't have an infallible thing come from a 
from a fallible source. Right. So it was verbally inspired by God. It, uh, since God is infallible, the Word is infallible. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, mm-hmm. and then focusing there, we believe the whole Bible. Uh, and, and the reason that's important is because it's it's dangerous when you take one little piece of Scripture, right. pull it out of context, and base a, a system of beliefs on it. Which happens. Happens all the time. Yes. I mean, I, I still make that mistake myself, sure. which mm-hmm. is you know why I, I always make it a point. We need to continuously be auditing our beliefs in light of Scripture to make sure what we believe is supported by Scripture, not just uh, we've picked out you know three random verses right. from you know First Corinthians and Romans and this, right, right, and, right, and they say. But when you evaluate that verse in the context in which it was written, uh, it says what you what what you think it says, right, right. Um, so, right, right. We believe the whole Bible from Genesis one one to Revelations twenty two twenty one as the verbally inspired and infallible Word of God. And Josh, that that doesn't mean that I can explain it all. That doesn't mean that Absolutely I can not. give yeah. you everything that God had intended us to know about all the Bible. I can't, I can't do it, and I and I don't claim to do it. And I think with wisdom comes the, at least in my case, with a little bit of wisdom comes uh, the. Um, the comfort in being able to say that. Right. right. It doesn't matter if I agree with it. I know that it's an infallible word of God. And I think that's that took me a while to, to understand or to at least come to terms with that. Right. Just because I don't, and, and I want people to hear this, just because you don't agree with what you're reading in the Bible doesn't mean that it's not the truth. Right. It doesn't mean that it's not the that, truth. That's a difficult one to accept. It is. It is a difficult one to accept. And it, it, it's kind of, we back off of that just a little bit. If you're looking for a church and you walk into a church and you have this subconscious or even conscious checklist, um, you're not, no church is going to check off all of those checkpoints. It's right. not going to happen. Even when you find a home church, there's going to be decisions that are made in that church that you're not going to agree with. But it's up to you to, it's up to you to, um, uh, to trust the leadership or not trust the leadership. Do mm-hmm. you think that they're God, God inspired <laughs> or are they spiritually inspired uh, by Jesus? Is that what they're there to do? Did Jesus put them, did God put them in, in leadership position or, or not? You, you can, you can, you know, believe that or not. The car, color of the carpet doesn't matter. The, right. The, 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 the temperature of the lights doesn't, you know, matter. It, it, shouldn't make you make a decision mm-hmm. on, on what church. Is it a Bible-believing church? If that's what's important to you, it should, right. should, certainly should be. That's what, uh, you know, and, and like you said, audit that. You can, it's okay to audit your church in your mind, and mm-hmm. it, but that requires you to be auditing yourself as right. well. You know, are you still online uh, with, with, with God? He's not moved. Have you moved? Right, exactly. And, you know, in any... Uh, any organization that's uh, that has human involvement is going to be prone to some error, uh, to one degree or another. But the difference is, is if you're you're in a group of people where <clears throat> uh, do they encourage you to study the mm-hmm. the truth of God's word that you know that points out all errors, yeah. or do they encourage you to blindly follow them mm-hmm. uh, and and go with what they dictate? Good and point. you know that's one of the one of the things I really 
enjoy about uh, you know Marcus Point Baptist Church is that uh, it it's not a it's, it's not a dictatorship or anything. Right. Uh, we're all sort of in the same boat together. We're all trying to grow closer to God. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we have a, a leadership hierarchy, mm-hmm. but it's not one that says, "Hey, do what I said because I'm in this position." Right. It's let's grow with, let's grow closer to Christ together. Yep, yep, yep. That, that's that's right. As a matter of fact, you know, our, our motto is connecting to God, one another, in the lost world, mm-hmm. and that's everything that we do here at Marcus Point is based on that. It's certainly based on the truth of the Bible and who Jesus is, who God is, but connecting to God, connecting to one another, and connecting to a lost world pretty much sum, sums everything mm-hmm. um, up. And uh, I don't know who, who came up with that model. I don't know if it was Pastor Godfrey, if it was there before him. I'm not sure. I'd like to find that out. Yeah, but I don't know. It's <clears throat> signified with a beautiful wave. Right. If you've never seen it, it's, it has different <laughs> color, different my, um, logos have different colors, right? But, uh, it's, I think it's a beautiful toothpaste-looking wave. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's kind of the running joke is that our our logo looks sort of like a Crest toothpaste yep. uh, dollop. I don't know what you call it. I, I, don't, I don't know either, but it's pretty cool. You can look yeah. it up in, on our website, PensacolaChurch.org. dot <laughs> yep. it's there. But um, that's a that's a that's a good word, Josh. Uh, we do believe the whole Bible mm-hmm. um, from Genesis one to Revelation twenty two twenty one. And you know, one of the verses that are given in support of that, uh, and and this is a very popular one to use, is Second Timothy three Timothy three sixteen to seventeen, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, restates this uh, this statement of faith, uh, saying that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, um, but it's also profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for uh, uh, instruction for uh, for correction for instruction in righteousness. But the reason for that it says so that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Oh no! Um, rephrase that for for us that don't so may not know what that means. Our 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 prime directive is to be representatives of Christ. There you go. Or. or I should say accurate, represent, accurate. representatives of Christ. Because yeah. there's a lot of times we do really stupid stuff mm-hmm. and we're very inaccurate representatives mm-hmm. of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but when it says that uh, we're, we're truly furnished unto all good works, <clears throat> um, our, our interactions, that connecting to God, to connecting to one another, connecting to a lost wor- world, those are the good works that we're, we're trying to accomplish in our Christian lives. Okay. And the only way we can be effective at, at those three is by... Uh, basing everything we do on on Scripture, gotcha. and that's why it says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable. Mm-hmm. It's profitable for doctrine. It's profitable, you know, the the basically our, our statements of faith, right? Right. It's profitable for reproof. You know, when when I do something wrong, uh, I know I know why it's wrong because this is what Scripture tells me. Okay. Uh, it's profitable for um, uh, for correction. Same thing for instruction in righteousness. Um, you know, all of these things are, are based on Scripture. And so it's important if we're going to base all this on Scripture, Scripture has to be infallible. Scripture okay. has to have a divine source. Right. Um, and so that's why this uh, is usually the very first statement in okay. a statement of faith. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, that lays the groundwork for, mm-hmm. for everything else. Okay. Fantastic. Well, good, Josh. We could talk about that for another however long um anything else you want to touch on before we move on to our big events no i think we're good well we got a huge one coming up yes sportsman's night out that's Ooh. the that's the major one coming up mm-hmm. and almost a month from now it's going to be august 4th yep um at uh, at 6 30 
Um, Where's it going to be, Josh? It's going to be at the Pensacola Bay Center. That's oh. that's the big one on the horizon that we've been talking about the past couple of weeks with um, you know, special special guests, uh, Justin Martin, John Goodwin. Uh, those are the guys from Duck Dynasty, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Waddle, uh, David Blanton, who are, are big in the, the hunting world, I think. Yep, yep. yep. That's true. That's and, true. Uh, uh, John Godwin, Goodwin. I've heard it pronounced God- both, both ways. Oh, yeah. Godwin or Goodwin. Uh, but yeah, Justin and John, uh, Justin Martin, John Garvin, those are the two that are, that are in uh, Duck Dynasty that, uh, aren't family members, I guess. Right. They're, 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 they're hilarious. They're Southern. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, you can listen to them well, talk. Louisiana Southern. <laughs> Which is different. <laughs> Just that's, that's it's its own brand of Southern. <laughs> there's Southern and then there's Swamp Southern. <laughs> And it's a good thing we have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of <laughs> uh, no, dis- no disrespect at all. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, our um, worship leader, I think, is in Pace. Uh, Sarah is out there. Is a little mm-hmm. girl with a big voice. Is what I like to call her. Um, she's she's from Louisiana, right? And then she packs a wallop, man. If you left, <laughs> you ever hear her saying, "Oh my gosh, oh jeez," she and I, I have stood in the, in the church kitchen with her. And at one point, we were both um, um, eating uh, Clean Eats, which is a local restaurant here. You can go get your food, and it's all cooked for you. Just heat it up and bring it home. And uh, something was too hot for me to eat. I couldn't eat it. Mm-hmm. I, it was just too hot. And I saw her take a couple of of uh, spoonfuls of that, and it did not phase her. Right. She said, it's a little warm. Are you kidding me? <laughs> a little warm? <laughs> I couldn't. I had to rinse my mouth out whenever I first. Yeah. <laughs> so she is from Louisiana. There's no. Yep. <laughs> no doubt about. It. Anyway. And so are these. Uh, yep. These guys from Duck Dynasty. And then we're gonna have a special musical guest, uh, Brandon Davis. Yeah. That's um, right. We're gonna really give away cool, some prizes, Josh. Yeah, super cool event. And Pastor was even talking about this past Sunday. I mean, we're giving away a camper. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving away a big tractor. Uh, a Kubota. Yep. Um. Guns, yeah, giving away guns, gift cards, hunting trips. I mean, there's all kinds of uh, prizes and stuff that yep. you'll you'll be entered to win uh, if if you attend this this event on yep. August fourth. And the tickets are already available. Yeah, uh, you can find out more about them. Uh, Marcus, I mean uh, PensacolaChurch.org. Ten dollars each ticket. Yep. And uh, while you're there, peruse the calendar because yeah. we got some cool upcoming events. Other than Sportsman's Night Out, we got mm-hmm. a big Fourth of July celebration this Sunday. Uh, only one service though, uh, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Yeah, we're not having two uh, two services, That's just right. one service. Uh, and then uh, we had the beach baptism last week. Yeah, last Sunday. Uh, yep, last Sunday was the was the beach baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know how many people? I uh, don't. Okay. I don't. I, I wanted to go so bad. I saw some. There's at least of two. <laughs> At least two show up. I saw a group of uh, about 15 people, and it looked like those were the ones that got baptized that day. Okay. Yeah, 15, 20 people, something like that. Yep. And we didn't lose any of them this time. No, I yeah. think we yeah we went, left with the same amount that we went with. Yeah, that's, that's always one of the goals. We do that about once a quarter, mm-hmm. uh, beach baptism, and sometimes it's postponed due to weather, but uh, it pulls it off this, um, yep. this, this month. It's a little, a little more comfortable in the warmer mm-hmm. months. It sure is. So those are the those are the big. We have events going on all the time. So mm-hmm. check the website, like Josh said, PensacolaChurch.org. Uh, events and PensacolaChurch.org. The general landing page will you can check out some of the things that are going on there. The calendar. Um, so 
there we go, Josh. We uh, we had Gun Club last night, and mm-hmm. Wednesday we had um, however many other classes that we're meeting on campus. Yep. But, uh, but you and I are sewing classes, entrepreneurship classes, fishing, uh, family classes, classes mm-hmm. running classes. I don't know why anyone do that. But, you know. <laughs> run away from something <laughs> or run to something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the thing. We're running to Jesus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, but there's all Wednesday night's a great night to be on campus. It sure is. It's a we had a good class last night. Uh, uh, talked a little bit about weapons and um, how they have matured over the year. I would say how they yeah we're evolved. going through a couple different series in, in gun club simultaneously. Mm-hmm. One is the uh, history of modern warfare, where we're talking about the evolution of firearms. Yes, and uh, you know last. Um, uh, last night we talked a little bit about how the fundamentals of like uh, grip and right. stance and stuff like that have also evolved as the firearms have have right. evolved. So that was really interesting. It and was. then mm-hmm. uh, and then the Hebrews as well uh, in our uh, con- continuing study there we've been uh, you know he- Hebrews um, uh, is is heavily rooted in Old Testament mm-hmm. uh, in Old Testament scripture because right. uh, the entire premise of Hebrews is showing how Christ is superior to uh, to, to what we uh, read in the Old Testament law not necessarily that he did away with it mm-hmm. but he fulfilled it and then so much more and it, it, I think it's a what what your um, instruction has reminded me is that it's it's important for us to remember that we have the benefit of the New Testament mm-hmm. and, and it's easy for us to go well of course Jesus is superior but we're talking about a time whenever the Old Testament this is a guy this is a guy walking around going I'm in a very humble and very godly way, mm-hmm. saying, "I'm fulfilling all of this. Right. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm greater than Abraham. I'm greater mm-hmm. than all this thing." And people are saying, "How, how blast has blasphemy?" Right, right. And it's important for us to remember we have the yeah, benefit of hindsight. Yeah, because to a lot of people that was a new idea. Mm-hmm. Now it wasn't actually a new idea, but it was one that a lot of people hadn't considered yet because it, it wasn't the know, popular idea. Right, right. But the point, uh, the point the author of Hebrews made was. You know all of these all these concepts about Christ were were already there in the Old Testament mm-hmm. because uh, you know the, the Old Testament did did two things it uh, one it, it or the Old Testament law it gave us a standard of per- perfection that there's no way that we can attain unreachable uh, we need someone to do that in our place yeah. right and mm-hmm. and then the other thing is every aspect of the law pointed to some aspect of Christ's character. Uh, or, or the uh, the role that he played in in salvation, and so not only did Christ fulfill all of the Old Testament law in our place, but the Old Testament law was actually a picture of what Christ was go- of of what Christ was going to be. Mm-hmm. It was a picture of the Messiah, of the gotcha. coming Messiah. Okay. And so, you know, salvation, the Old Testament. Yes, it had to do with uh, you know different ceremonial things like uh, sacrifices and um, you know a, a high priest and a tabernacle or a temple or things like that. Right. But uh, still, salvation in the Old Testament was an act of faith that pointed forward to uh, uh, to Christ taking the punishment for our sins. All that mm-hmm. stuff was a picture. Mm-hmm. And now, in hindsight, in in the New Testament age. Uh, we look back at what Christ did on the cross right. by faith for our salvation. So mm-hmm. salvation has always been by faith, mm-hmm. uh, and it's yeah. always been based on the redemptive work that Christ did on the cross. Right. Mm-hmm. Strong. That's strong stuff, man. Um, 
who before we move on to um the the sermon from Sunday, the uh was it Melchizedek? Who Melchizedek? Melchizedek. Melchizedek. Say it again. Melchizedek. Melchizedek. <laughs> I was saying that name all night last night very accurately, and I can't say it now. Um, man, what a pivotal guy. Well, yeah. I mean, he, it, that's one of the, uh, like the huge ideas in Hebrews that, I mean, it just, I'm sure it blew people's minds, you know, when they were first reading Hebrews off the presses, right? Right. Uh, I mean, it blows my mind to think about it, but there's this guy uh, in the first uh, in, in the fir- in the early parts of Genesis, when uh, Abraham, before Abraham even had Isaac, mm-hmm. uh, you know that stuff, a- Abraham had uh, gotten involved in a in a military conflict where he was rescuing his nephew Lot. Uh, there mm-hmm. were these five um, uh, five kings that had uh, made war, and uh, Abraham uh, was able to uh, sort of. Uh, bring resolution to that that conflict, okay. mm-hmm. and so at the end of it, you see these these uh, these five kings and Abraham and you know these different cities um, gathering together and and praising God and giving thanks, and uh, it was all done under the leadership of this one guy named Melchizedek, who mm-hmm. was uh, he was a king of a city called Salem. And uh, he was also a priest of the Most High God. And to the the casual reader of Hebrews, you know that that sort of kind of goes over goes over the head until you realize, um, as the the author of Hebrews pointed out, um, there's a contradiction there because the if you're going to claim to be a high priest, that was from the lineage of Aaron, right? Which was from the lineage of Levi. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Exodus, when God was given the details of the tabernacle and the, and the roles of the priests and the, the garments that the priests were going to wear to you know to do their ceremonies mm-hmm. and all this stuff, um, he he made it very clear that, that that Aaron is the high priest and that that line of high priests is going to come is going to be direct lineage mm-hmm. from Aaron and it's going to be a statute uh, to his generations forever. And then here you have Jesus, who right. uh, Hebrews is claiming to be our great high priest. Well, he's not from the from the lineage of Aaron. He's mm-hmm. not from the tribe of Levi. He's from the tribe of Judah. And so, how can that be? Yeah. If uh, and so, uh, the the point was, there's a priesthood after the order of Levi, and there's a priesthood after the order of Melchizedek, mm-hmm. and Melchizedek the Melchizedek priesthood is superior to the priesthood of uh, of, of Levi. And that wasn't well known. What was it? That wasn't well known. Okay, uh, and and so the author of Hebrews had to go through and and prove that from a logical standpoint. Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. you know, when when you tithe, you're tithing. There's a hierarchy of authority there. Mm-hmm. You're tithing to something, you know, up the chain in authority. Right, and so. You know Israel, they would bring their ties to to the priests who were the tribe of Levi, and you know those ties were there to help. You know Levi didn't have land ownership mm-hmm. uh, like the rest of the tribes did; they were occupied with taking care of the tabernacle, so they needed some means of supporting themselves, and so the tithe did that. And mm-hmm. so you would tithe to the Levites because they were the ones that were responsible for disseminating the law, right. teaching people about Scripture, all that kind of stuff. Um, well. Uh, Abraham was the was the grandfather of or the the great grandfather of Levi, right? right. The, all the tribes came from Abraham, so Abraham is the head. Mm-hmm. Well, Abraham tithed to Melchizedek in this thing, and so he what the mm-hmm. author of Hebrews is saying is 
Okay, Israel tithed to Levi, but Levi was in the loins of Abraham uh, when Abraham tithed to Melchizedek. Mm -hmm. So when we're looking, you know, climbing up that ladder of hierarchy, there, Melchizedek's at the top of this, and he was he he wasn't a Levite. Right. He was he preceded his priesthood preceded the priesthood of of the Levites, mm. the Aaronic priesthood, mm -hmm. and so he was a priest and he was a king, and so uh, Christ being our high priest, who is also uh, the uh, inheritor of the throne of David, um, he satisfies both of those. He's a, a high priest mm -hmm. and a king after the order of Melchizedek, and so that's why you know this this small mention in Genesis, I think it's Genesis chapter fourteen, mm -hmm. of this, uh, guy Melchizedek becomes this hugely important foundation for the identity and the work of Christ right. thousands of years later. It is just a mention too, isn't it? It's it is. not like a whole yep. book or not even, they're going to lean on it very much. Right. And you know, the, the funny thing too is speaking of small mentions, uh, in, in uh, pastor's sermon this past Sunday, uh, the, the whole sermon was about would Jesus be on social media? Right. right? That was it. Yeah. And uh, what, what, which, a, what a great uh, <laughs> clickbait. I'm going to call it clickbait in yeah, a good way. Okay. Bait, right. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Which I, I think is kind of funny because I, I wonder, would Jesus be allowed on social media today? <laughs> Maybe that's a better question. <laughs> I think I think he would have been kicked off of Twitter a long time ago. Um, but uh, you know, in in, in his uh, in his sermon this past Saturday, he was reading primarily so, uh, from Sunday. Unless uh, he preached sorry, Saturday. sorry, Sunday. Um, he was <laughs> he was uh, reading primarily from John three. Uh, which you know has that famous verse John three sixteen right. for God mm -hmm. so loved the world He gave His only begotten Son. Um, well, the uh, as he's reading through John three on his way to John three sixteen, he passes by verse fourteen. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes sense, right? Fourteen comes before sixteen. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but <laughs> he says, "And as Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, and then he paused real quick and says." And that's another story. Uh, even so, must the Son of Man be lifted up? And he goes on to, you know, three, now, during that second, I got a text from Josh saying, this podcast, this Thursday podcast is going to be awesome. Right? <laughs> because here again, there, there's a, a small mention of a, of a serpent being lifted up in the wilderness in the Old Testament that is hugely important because mm -hmm. Jesus uses it here as a, uh, as a picture of himself. Mm. Okay. And, you okay. know, Sunday morning, there's not enough time to sort of dive into all these these details, which mm -hmm. is why I love this podcast, yeah. right? Because mm -hmm. we can do that. Yep. Uh, yep. We can take as much time as we want. But right. back in back in Numbers uh, 21, which you got to know, an engineer's favorite book. Numbers, right? boy. Um, Captivating. <laughs> so, Captivating <laughs> book. So, so here's Israel. They're... Um, uh, facing an enemy that you know here again, uh, from a uh, from a strategic standpoint, uh, outguns them, is bigger than them, more yeah. you know stronger than them, all this mm -hmm. stuff, and, uh, and and the Lord miraculously fight, fights on Israel's behalf, and uh, and is, Israel ends up winning, destroying all their all their cities and all mm -hmm. that stuff. This, this mm -hmm. wicked uh, nation uh, that was a Canaanite um, civilization. Well. After that, this is in verse uh, 4 of 21, uh, chapter 21 of Numbers, they journeyed from, from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to, to compass the land of Edom. Uh, you know, so they're trying to go around the land of Edom because right. the land of Edom, if you remember the, the disagreement between uh, Jacob and Esau, mm -hmm. um, 
Edom was Esau's descendants, right? Okay. So there's like this generational sort of uh, conflict between yeah. uh, the descendants of Jacob mm-hmm. and the descendants of Esau. It was right? a feud. It was right. a feud. Basically. I mean, uh, Herod in the New Testament, mm-hmm. uh, King Herod, he was an Edomite. Okay. Uh, so, you know, makes sense why he would hate uh, Jewish offspring right. so much, right? Sure. But anyway, so they're trying to go around Edom, and it says the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way, and the people spake against God and against Moses. Uh, and this is what they said. Why'd you bring us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There's no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth, 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 sorry, we don't well, like. Well said, Josh. Well said. <laughs> we don't like this light bread. They're, they're referring to that manna that God sent them miraculously. They're like, God, there's no bread. The bread that you did send us, we hate. Uh, we're thirsty. This desert is horrible. Why'd you take us here? You brought us out of Egypt to die. We'd rather be slaves. Right. Think about the audacity that yeah. that, uh, that you have to have mm-hmm. to say something like that to the same God who's been not only delivered you from Egypt, but opened the Red Sea for you, mm-hmm, defeated mm-hmm. all the enemies that attacked you, provided, uh, you know, all the stuff that they did. Mm-hmm. And here they are, like, God, you brought us out here to die. We don't like, there's no water. We hate this this manna that you rain down from heaven every day. Uh, we're sick of it. <laughs> by, by, by the way, it's raining food. Yes. It, we don't like this food that rain downs on us, uh, mirac- rains down on us miraculously. <laughs> um, and so it says, the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people and much pe- people of Israel died. Mm. So it's like, okay, you brought us here to die. Okay. Right. I guess you said so. You know? mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so therefore the people came to Moses. <laughs> remember Moses, they it said that uh, the people spake against God and against Moses. But then it says, Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we've sinned. We've spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. Hmm. Moses is a good guy. Yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. he was one of the ones that they were speaking against. Like, uh, Moses, we hate you. Oh, by the way, can you pray and uh, make, gotcha. make mm-hmm. this stuff go away? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord, he, he knew. He knew that they were. Did he know that they hated them? I mean, that they were resentful. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were all yelling at Moses. Okay, you know, two, of course. Two verses right, right. ago, uh, and then once the snakes came, they're like, "Hey, Moses, by the way, can can you gotcha. do something to take you know, about these snakes? You know, mm-hmm. we hate mm-hmm. this bread, but we also kind of hate the snakes now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> just as a side, it, I'm just empathizing with him. Praying for somebody that you don't necessarily like at the time is tough. Yes. It's tough to do. If you've ever tried to do it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a challenge. You're, you're, you're praying outside of the box. So to speak. Yeah. yeah. Challenge is putting it mildly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Moses did. And, uh, it says, the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole that it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten when he looketh upon it shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Hmm. Um, vestiges of this still exist today because if you ever seen the the pole with a, a snake around it, it's like a medical symbol? Yes. Um, this is where that, that comes okay. from. Okay. So anyway, <clears throat> and that's sort of <clears throat> the end of this. I mean, there's mm-hmm. one mention of it uh, in, in Second Kings. Um uh, uh, one of the uh, one of the kings of um, uh, well in Second Kings, yeah. um, 
one of the kings in Israel had to destroy that thing because they kept it. And eventually, as Israel started to get into idolatry and stuff, they're right. like, "Hey, we should worship this thing." Mm-hmm. And so they started treating it as an idol instead of the uh, instead of the symbol that it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in the New Testament, in John three, Christ refers back to this. Uh, to, to sort of bring people's memory back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says in John 3, uh, as um, in verse, uh, let's see, oh yeah, here we go, verse 14 of John 3, um, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And verse right mm-hmm. right previous to that, it says, no, no man ascendeth up to heaven, but mm-hmm. he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. And Moses lifted up the serpent, and, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And mm-hmm. then it goes into that verse we all know. Okay. For God so loved the world right. that he gave his only begotten Son. So when you look at that in, in parallel with that account from the Old Testament, they were yelling against God, yelling against Moses. Um, and then when they were facing the results and the penalty of their sin, God sent something that gave them deliverance from that. Mm. And when you read John 3 with that knowledge, what Jesus is saying here is like, look, you guys are currently sinners. And while you are currently sinners, I mean, this verse is is in Romans as well, right? Mm -hmm. While you are yet sinners, Christ died for you. And uh, so Mm. he uses that as an example. Like there's nothing that you can do Mm -hmm. uh, to to get rid of your sin or get rid of the penalty of your sin or anything like that. You have to look to someone else to do Mm. that for you. Just as the serpent in the wilderness was lifted up, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Um, Mm. All they did was put their faith in that. Hmm. And that's all we have to do is put our faith in Christ. Right. Wow. That's good. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's why I would say it such a such a really cool <laughs> yeah. thing, right? Right, right. <laughs> just because of the 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 uh the time constraints mm-hmm. on the Sunday morning service, it's like you know, this is so, something we gotta talk about it's, Thursday. It's so it's so meaty and we, <clears throat> excuse me, we've talked before about how uh if you've been in church any time, uh, you, you know that Sundays by by design it's just a highlight. It's an mm-hmm. outline, it, it, and Pastor God for you tell you that it's, it's an outline. Right? You know, who go into something a little bit deeper <clears throat> every now every now and then, and, and uh, to prove a point. But there's just not enough time in yep. an hour, hour and a half. And, you know, we have we have sermon notes and stuff that right. gives like the supporting verses. And, mm-hmm. and I tell you what, every single time, if during the week, if you go back to those verses and read the context, yes, right. there's so much meat mm-hmm. within those sermons yep. uh, that we just don't have a chance to get to right. because you know Sunday morning services don't last six hours. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, we we got to go eat, you know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but <laughs> so much there. Eat. There's some. It, 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 there's, and sometimes I think sometimes. We shouldn't go into the meat. If you you don't want to get overwhelmed, you don't want a new Christian to um, to get. I'll just say bogged down in some of the details, mm-hmm. but it's there uh, to be had. 
uh, as time goes by. Right. You know, you can. Um, you don't build the entire house at once. You, you build sure the foundation don't. first. Yep. Well, actually, right. you prepare the soil first. How about that? Then you build the foundation. That's right. Then you start to build the house. That's the way. That's the way it should be. And in, in church is a, it's a foundation, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, the the sermons and the, in the right. uh, on Sunday morning is part of the foundation of, of becoming a. Yeah, it gives a us Christian. a jumping off point. Yep. Yep. Unfortunately, most of us probably just use that <laughs> as. The roof or right. as the whole house. You know <laughs> what I mean? This will get me for the week. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. That's something that uh, we have to pray through and, yep. and see how that's going to be know, part if, of life. If you're like me and you struggle with what to do for a, for a daily uh, devotional or, or whatever, you know, I've, I've never, this is going to sound bad, but I've never really been um, the kind of person who can read like, uh, a, a daily entry from like my utmost for his highest or right. something like that. Because mm-hmm. to, to me, those were kind of uh, sort of generalities, kind of like, kind of like we're talking about. You mm-hmm. know, I, I like mm-hmm. in the media things, but using the Sunday morning service and the verses that are that are given as support of those mm-hmm. as a basis for what you do the next week. Right. It, it's almost like Pastor Godfrey is handing us our, our weekly devotional. It really is. It really is. And I hear what you're saying, but there are places for the the oh yeah, totally. that, It's uh, yeah. You're not. <laughs> You're not downplaying those. It's just no. not what you use to. Right. Yeah. Um, we all have we all have different uh, different things that speak to us. Yep. Absolutely. And yeah. um, you know that's if if you're struggling for something to find, try that. Yeah. Try it. Try it out and 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 see. But I, I do like what you frequently say. Uh, it, it's enriching to take some time, maybe during the summer or during a vacation or whatever, and just start reading the Bible and start let it be your guide to a study. Mm-hmm. Like if you read a passage and the passage refers to other passages, go to that passage and see, see how it relates to what you're reading. Right. It's all, it all proves itself really. Yeah. You know, it all proves itself that, that the timetable is correct. Everything in there is infallible. Mm-hmm. And I've asked you this before, um, but I'm asking you again on air. Have you ever read a chronological Bible? <clears throat> yes and no. Okay. Um, not the not the one where you buy a Bible where all yeah. the books have been organized chronologically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I have gone through the Bible in a chronological way. Okay, gotcha. Do you think that has value to, for somebody that's curious to buy a Bible that's chronological to make it easy on them and just read it? Do you think that has some type of value to it? I mean, there, there's. it really just depends on the person. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one of the things that the chronological Bible deals with is um, – the chronology of when the the different components were written, mm-hmm. not necessarily the the chronology of the events that they deal with. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I got gotcha. you. So would have to. You'd have to. Yeah. I never thought about that. You'd have to mm-hmm. choose one or another before you started writing that book. Which right. One to go well, on. the 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 minor and major prophets are a good example because a lot of those deal with uh, simultaneous events. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to put that, you know, if, if you have to have a page one and a page two, but yes. page one and page two both talk about the same thing. Right. Right. Um, so that's why, you know, that I, I, I try to point out that the chronological chronological Bible is the chronology of when they're written, not necessarily the events that they deal gotcha. with. Okay. That makes good sense. That makes good sense. Josh, as always, it's a blast. We're at 40 minutes right now. So mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and close and just remind people that like everything we do here at, at Marcus Point, points to Christ, and we try to uh, connect to God, one another, and the lost world. And if we're not doing that in some of the efforts that we um, practice here, it, it won't last. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't want it to. You know, Sometimes we make mistakes, but 
Uh, we invite you to come Thursday, August 4th, 6.30 p.m. Doors open at 4.30, by the way. And why would you get there early? Well, you want to look at the tractor and the, the camper and all the tables. Our gun club's going to have a table. Yep. We'd love for you to come by and look at the two guys that uh, that are doing this podcast. I don't know if I – I don't – maybe I shouldn't – Maybe they don't want to see what we look like, John. Maybe not. Yeah, but it, it'll either, ruin the experience. It will, it will, <laughs> but come by anyway. Uh, it'll be Marcus Point Gun Club. And there'll be other, I don't know how many tables, but there's going to be a lot of tables there mm-hmm. for uh, a lot of different reasons. So come see us. Uh, come see us uh, online at, uh, what is it, Josh? What's our Pensacola, website? Uh, and Then if you need to contact us, uh, our phone number is... 850-479-8337. That's our church office. And, uh, or you can email us info at marcuspointbaptist.org. There you um, go. And we have all the YouTube channels and Facebook pages and Instagram and all that kind of stuff too. All that kind of good stuff. Robbie does a really good job of keeping that up to, up to mm-hmm. date. If you have any questions, you can ask us through fa- Facebook too, messenger. If you want to do that, sometimes I get a chance to answer some of those questions. Yeah. Or better uh, yet, come visit us on a Sunday or Wednesday. Absolutely. Do that. Uh, one of the big things, uh, before we go, a uh, question is, that are there, is there going to be a meal during um, – we usually have a, a barbecue meal during the uh, during the Sportsman's Line Out. There won't be a meal, but the vendors will be open to, to so you can buy food and, and all that fun stuff at the, uh, at the event. Just, so a typical Pensacola Bay Center event. That's right. Okay. Yep. Sure. All right, Josh, thanks a lot, man. We appreciate you and always uh, appreciate your teaching, and we will talk to you – next week, all right? It's been fun. All righty. Oh, 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 oh.